Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Twitch in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the hardbacked adventure Rime of the Frostmaiden. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. You too can become a patron of Sly Flourish by going to patreon.com slash Sly Flourish and signing up. You get access to all kinds of exclusive content and previews of things to come from the Sly Flourish empire. Uh, and most importantly, you help make shows like this possible and allow me to post them ad-free, both on the podcast and on YouTube. So thank you very much for all of your support. If you want to support the show in other ways, you can do so by subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter by going to slyflourish.com slash subscribe or going going to the front page and finding the subscription link there or a pop-up comes up on pretty much all the articles. Uh, you can subscribe to me on YouTube uh, and you get the latest YouTube videos. You can subscribe to my podcast at uh, podbean.com slash Sly Flourish, but you can also see the link on Sly Flourish uh, or in all the various notes below. And you can pick up my book, Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master. Those are all ways to support Sly Flourish. So yes, we are in Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. I did not have a game last week, but if you recall, and last week I talked a lot about how I want to go forward with the the latter parts of Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. If you missed that, you can see it in another show. You can, you can, you can go watch the video where I talk about that. Uh, but today I actually have a game, so we're going to prep for the game. So as we do, we... Uh, uh, I am using Notion to do all of my notes. Uh, those of you in Twitch chat, if you see somebody come online, which almost always happens, saying, what is he using to do his campaign building? Uh, just type exclamation mark space or exclamation mark Notion, and it will post the fact that I am using Notion. Thank you. Zellspell just demonstrated that. Um, so I'm using Notion. Uh, I am using my own Notion template that I have built for running campaigns, and now I have a big campaign notebook. Again, you can see links to that uh, in the notes below. We generated a new template. Excellent. Bang, we got a new template. Uh, we go to 23 May 2021. Sunday, Frostmaiden. We've got that. So where are the characters? Let's take a look. Open a new tab. Let's take a look at where we were last time. Because now it's been a couple weeks, and now I, I forget. Last time we played was on the 9th. Feels like forever ago. Trex invited. Yes, yeah, so they met with Trex. Uh, Trex is a ghost who is actually, uh, uh, you know, Trex is possessed by the, the ghost of Janth Alwar. We can look at the secrets. Why don't we look at the secrets, right? There's an illithid symbiote inside Shadowhawk. Only the illithids can remove it before Shadowhawk turns into one. That has been revealed. Uh, Trex is possessed by the ghost of Janth Alwar, a member of the Arcane Brotherhood. That was revealed. And now Janth Alwar is now hanging out with the characters uh, embedded in some kind of object. God, I don't remember how that happened. Man, it's going to be hard for me to figure, remember this. He is bound to the world by his obsession with a power under the ice. Yes, that got revealed. Something very powerful and old lies beneath the ice in the dale. As night, as night continues, what is below may become revealed. I don't know if that got revealed. There are four other members of the Arcane Brotherhood in Icewind Dale. They are not well liked by the towns. One member has tried to take over 10 towns years ago, Valish Gant. That is not revealed. Valish Gant is being held in the prison Revel's End. That did not get revealed. Torga and Torg Company were sent to Revel's End themselves. They, they, that was revealed. Uh, East Haven has been has captured one of the members of the Arcane Brotherhood who killed some guards while being questioned as likely and likely killed the missing fisher folk. That has not been revealed. Old artifacts have gone missing in East Haven, stolen by ghosts. The town sheriff was attacked by one of these ghosts. That was not revealed. Uh, these ghosts have been seen as far as Sierra Koenig. They leave footprints that look like dwarves. That was not revealed. So none of that stuff was revealed. Uh, instead, the direction that things seem to go. So they they... 
what did they do? They were down in the depths. Uh, they fought the Grells, which was awesome. Big Grell fight, and the Grell fight was awesome. Uh, hanging, having characters hanging for dear life over pits and remembering like we want to damage the Grells, but not so much that they die because then our friends fall into a bottomless pit. And there was a lot of like swinging from ropes acrobatic style to try to, to try not to die. Great fun. Grell, Grell's attacking characters over a bottomless pit is an awesome encounter and I recommend it. Then they went back and talked to the town guy, the, the, the head of the town they opened up the mine. There was a lot of bargaining for money, uh, and that worked out. They got some money. I don't remember how much. I think I wrote it down in my scratch pad. They got 270 gold pieces by six people, and then they get money paid. Um, they get money paid uh, uh, every month or so. But like, you know, the campaign's not going to go that long, so I'm not too worried. Uh, there was some way that the ghost. I don't think the ghost possessed anybody, but the ghost is now hanging out with them in some kind of object. And I don't remember what the object was. It was some, I, it's a, I think it's a magic item that one of the characters got. And the ghost is following him. So then the really cool bit about this is when you have a ghost like Janth Alwar, who in my version of Frostmaiden is a member of the Arcane Brotherhood and wants to seek the thing that's under the ice, is now you have a vehicle for secrets and clues and plots and directions that is always on, right? That ghost can always pop up and say, hey, you might want to think about going to this place. It's a great way for the DM to give hints to the players through the story of the game. It works really well. It never feels, it never feels too railroady when you have this option of an NPC that's always with the characters in the sense of a ghost who can tell them anything you need them to tell and, 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 and direct them in directions that they want to go. So that works really well. Uh, I do have the problem. So then I was like, well, what quests are left that we're going to run? And I think I'm going to be skipping a lot of these. The, 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 the really, I think when it comes down to chapter one and what I'm going to run from now on, uh, we're going to do the white moose, which is coming up next. And we're going to do Toil and Trouble and The Unseen. Uh, I'm probably going to dump Black Swords. Unfortunately, I think it's really cool. I wish, uh, you know, and, and Town Hall Capers I can get away with. The problem is there's too many quests in Chapter 1. It's hard to figure out which ones you should run. Boy, I wish I could remember who got an item. Maybe as I go through the characters. So that, that's what happened in the last session of this game. They finished up the beautiful mine in Tourmaline. They got the, the, the ghost is now with them. And now they're off to other things. And I think they are heading north to go deal with the white moose right but boy if you know uh, i'm fuzzy the problem is i've run two other games in between and it's hard for me to remember so yeah they're going to lonelywood uh all right let's look at the characters we have six characters in our game we have ilda she's so awesome ilda is a half goliath barbarian probably the half sister of Auken. Uh, her her parents are her her human father or her elven father I guess two elves I don't know it's two elves I think it's two elves were members of the cult of the uh, uh, the cult of the frostmaiden the cult of the cult of Oral. but they have his her mother is kind of breaking away and her father thinks that she might be the key to opening up Thrun the uh, super powerful elder evil that exists somewhere in Icewind Dale that could be a fun plot uh, I don't she has a big magic sword. She is not possessed by the ghost or doesn't have anything. Her actual name is Jacqueline Mal M M Malicent. She has a jar containing an unidentifiable sweet sticky substance. Um, escape the Mark of Sacrifice. And her parents are the Mal are like the Malfoys. Really fun character. We have Auken Doncaller. Uh, Auken is a Goliath fighter. Uh, he has Boots of the Winterlands. Uh, his, he's no longer, yeah, Pinky is dead. Or Pinky ran away, but Pinky might come back. Um, that'd be fun. 
Uh, I got to remember about Pinky. Um, Goliath Fighter is from the Wurndoom Crag, and his father uh, disappeared under an avalanche that probably, unbeknownst to them, uh, occurred because uh, uh, Ilda's father collapsed the mountain on top of him and killed him. We have, I can't remember, I think Aachen is going to be there. One of my players is not going to be there today, but I'm, I don't remember which one. Uh, Shadowhawk is a sorcerer of House Zalaren from Menzo Baranzen being hunted by the Night's Kiss assassins uh, for having left the house and having caused some kind of problem down there. Some slight farted in a meeting or something like that. And now he's being hunted and killed. He uh, is, uh, was it the Bra Maybe I don't think it's the Bracers that have the ghost. He has Bracers of Defense. Uh, he had an illithid egg, uh, had an illithid infested egg that has now put a symbiote inside of his body. The symbiote is growing. He knows that it is growing. And um, the, they're carrying around a crystal that they found in the head of a mind flayer. And the crystal is saying, like, I'm going to be able to find, I want to go home. I've been trapped here for millions of years and I want to go home and I want you to help me get home. And so it's E.T. The storyline is E.T. but with mind flayers which I think is pretty awesome. So he's desperately trying to figure out how to get this thing out of his head and wants to know what the path is for that. So that path will certainly come up soon. Uh, Gorwan Alcazar <clears throat> is a uh, trickster domain cleric, uh, half-elf or half-orc. Uh, he's actually a member of the Grey Castle family. Did he get a magic item? Maybe he got the Amulet of the Devout? I think this is what happened. He got the Amulet of the Devout. I think this is right. Uh, he got an amulet of the of the devout, and the and the um, the amulet belonged to. Uh, it was just a plus one amulet of the devout, and the amulet belonged was was found. It, it kind of changes and shifts and turns. It is a Netherese amulet, but it kind of follows whatever god you follow and gives you these benefits. But it's tied to um, the ghost, so the ghost kind of floats in the amulet. Let's add that to his character. So I know he's got it now. Boop. Magic item. Because he was the only one that didn't really have a magic item. Magic item. Uh, what was the guy's name? It doesn't really have... Is it, is it Janth? Janth Alwar? That sounds right. Let me be sure. I'll, I'll assume that's right. Yeah, so he's the one... Generally speaking, in my campaigns, the campaign is not a success until everybody is possessed by one thing, at least. Uh, in Tomb of Annihilation, you you you, you could have been possessed by multiple things. So we had like six NPCs. And I'll tell you, here's a here's a Sly Flare tip to Gron. Um, NPCs are cool with characters as long as they're not physical. So magic items and possession by ghosts and symbiote mind flayer things in your heads and weird crystals from other worlds, far better NPCs than that dude who's walking along with you. Because there's always the question of like, what happens when you get fireballed? Is that dude dead? Or what if that dude has a plus three... Uh, great sword and is far better at killing things than you are or, or like oh can they aid me in combat right it's so much easier when your npcs that are following the characters around are sentient magic items possessions all that kind of things so if you want to drop characters into your group have them not be physical beings have them be you know spiritual things and ghosts and magic items and all kinds of stuff like that because it's far easier to manage and it gives you again it gives you this really good vehicle to feed information to the characters so yeah lift from dragon heist exactly my player picked up a magic item that has a bone devil trapped inside it's good fun yeah bone devils every so often i can get out right and, oh no bone devil 
Bone Devil came out and went crazy. So that's when Alcazar. Uh, and that reminded me that uh, he's the one that's got the thing that's possessed. Uh, Perrin Fat Rabbit is a halfling that was kidnapped by Mind Flayers and experimented upon and has weird psychic powers because of it. Uh, he was a mentor to Ilda. Uh, he has a... Does he have a magic gun? I think he's got a magic bow now. I gotta ask him. Uh, actually, duh. Let's take a look at his character sheet. Thanks. Thank you, Dean Beyond. We can spy on our characters. And then go down to equipment. He has boots. Oh, so he got the boots of the Winterlands. So the boots of the Winterlands changed places, right? And now, yeah, they 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 traded stuff. Um, so Perrin now has boots of the Winterlands. Auken, I believe, now has a. I don't think he was able to forge it yet, but he's got a piece of metal that he can forge into a magic weapon. The next time they get to, oh, no, he, I guess he used it. Right, he found a place that did it. So he's got a plus one battle axe, and that battle axe has some. It can do things. Does it have a? I guess he didn't write it in there. Uh, the battle axe can, uh, maybe it's in notes. Let's take a look at his notes. Uh, yeah, he no longer has boots of the Winterlands. It has, um, I don't remember what it does though. All my puzzle weapons almost always have a kicker. So that's Parent Fat Rabbit. And Candle in the Dark. Candle is a um, tabaxi rogue uh, who also has magic items. What magic item? It is always worth as a DM knowing what magic items your, your characters have because they dig them and it's, I talked about this. So he has armor that can cast Misty Step once a day. He got this from, uh, that's right, this is Sephic Caltro's magic armor. So that's good. Uh, but boy, they want plus one weapons pretty soon. Uh, so they all have magic items, which is good. There's certainly more magic. Once they get into tier two, there's certainly more magic items they're going to want, particularly uh, magic weapons that, that do damage. Two of them have magic battle axes. So two of the players have magic items. But I know that certainly Candle wants a magic item and certainly Perrin would like a bow. Hey, that's cool. Look who's at the top of the D&D section on Twitch. Awesome. Lucky me. You know, it's because I talk at a weird time of day. But I'll take it. So those are the characters in today's game. What else do we want to do? So what's the strong start? So I think they are in, they are they are in East Haven. No, I'm sorry, they're not in East Haven. They're in Lonelywood. What are some things? So I, I think I might steal some Van Richtens right off the bat. I was talking about Van Richtens earlier today. And I think we're going to steal, because I, I want to, let's see, Van Richtens Guide, Ravenloft. There is a world in here. Blutspur. By the god brain of Blutspur. It's a weird name, Blutspur. Alien abductions, otherworldly. So I think we're going to pick on Perrin. I'm hoping that he is here. Um, I don't remember if he's the one that's not going to be in the game today. Okay. Oh, I think he's the one that's out. And I could do it to Shadow, but it, it'll freak the player out. He's He's already got enough going on with his mental thing. So I don't think I want to drop weird mind flayer stuff in right now so i guess we'll we'll go back and think of a different strong start so we're starting in lonely wood uh there's a lot of fugitives in lonely wood so i i think candle might recognize there's a there's a there's a character in in um let's see there is a character in lonely wood who is a former assassin she runs the the Happy Scrimshander named uh, uh, Eruski Harrowhill. I don't think I have a page for her yet, so we will create one. Create new page. We will create it in the Frost Maiden database. Uh, Eruski Harrowhill. Let's go find a picture. 
D&D. Uh, &D. There we go. And this is an NPC. And she is a former assassin of the Xanathar who retired here years ago. Uh, is that... Just curious if that's actually from the story. I guess she's been like an assassin here. She's probably killed a few people here. Very Dexter, right? Uh, retired here five years ago. She hasn't really... Uh, she hasn't given up her assassiny ways um, and still gets rid of people who cause her um, problems. I think that she will be... That's weird. I have a location one. Oh, I was, I was playing with this. So I can do location and I could do like uh, Lonelywood. Look at that. Create a new page in, of Lonelywood in the Frostman campaign da database. Look what I did. I did a cool thing. It's relational. Um, and then I can like grab this map. Whoops. And I can stick it in my Lonelywood page. Uh, yeah, I created that. Like, I guess I was talking to somebody in Discord about uh, creating a location field. And that way you could actually connect people to places uh, through it. I don't think it's actually that necessary. So that like I have this location. And the reason why is because you, you have backlinks and backlinks can connect, you know, can connect it. But I don't know. It works. It's kind of cool. Uh, I have each town as a page in locations with travel times, key NPCs and locations. Sure, that is duplicating the source book. Yeah, and, and I try not to duplicate stuff. I'll just link, you know, like I can go here. I don't know why it doesn't. I don't know why it does that. Uh, but now I can just go bang and then it goes right to Lonelywood and it gives me all the stuff about Lonelywood, including maps and stuff. So I think uh, that could be fun. And what's the relationship between Shakar, right? So that... Uh, um, Rival, former rival of Shakar. Why can't I find Shakar's page? This is the only problem. Like, I forget my own NPC. Like, the reason I keep NPCs in a database is because I can never remember their names. Maybe we can reposition that one. Former rival of Shakar Ballard knows that uh, Gygaz has been resurrected dozens of times. So I don't know where that's going to go. Right. What does she want? She she enjoy what is what is her goal? She just wants to enjoy buying and selling finds, you know, has a passion for buying and selling fine scrim. Uh and but reverts to her old ways when things cross her. So that could be fun, right? Instead of a strong start of a fight where you have a strong start of like, hey, you recognize that person. I don't think she's got a family. I think she's by herself. She's had a number of husbands. No. <laughs> it would be kind of funny. How would that be? The Scrimshaw place. Oh, this is a secret. Let's put this secret in. This is a good one. I kind of like this one. The Scrimshaw store used to be owned by... Let's come up with an NPC name here. Brian Freakin. He was a bit of a bastard. But Aruski married him anyway. He died tragically three weeks later from the flux. <laughs> 
So, yeah, the NPCs in Lonely Wood are epic, but zero chance of the party learning those shady past. Not if you tie them to the characters' backgrounds. And they look and they go, wait, don't I recognize her? Now they do. So I think it's fun. Uh, but basically, she wanted the Scrimshaw store, so she married him and then killed him. He got sick on his wedding day and died tragically. Yeah, died tragically of a short illness and a stab to the heart. She, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. So that'd be a fun, strong start, meeting an NPC. And the, the question is, like, what's the relationship between Aruski and... I guess it's a secret that Aruski, Ariski, Shakar were rivals for the for the xanathar five years ago uh we can go with guy gaz i put it in the npc but i'll put it here has been resurrected dozens of times so there's three fun secrets that they might learn in that first scene what else what other okay so then the main the main scene so let's go back up to our scene so i got a strong start that'll be fun uh the scenes are recognizing uh Arusky. i'm linking too many times and then the tail of the white moose and then hunting the white moose, the temple of illustri, illustri, right? How do you spell illustri? Is it with an E? Illustri, there we go. Why is it a temple to illustri? And uh, it isn't in the book, it is in my game because it is in my Wednesday game and it's easier if I'd make it the same thing. And Ravison, the child of Oral. I think that's kind of that's kind of it, right? Like that that's really the big the big scenes are what we're doing from the book. So, I don't have to worry about it too much. Um, let's see. Uh, a, a secret are uh, awakened animals have as varied personalities as other sentient beings do. Some animals highly resent being uh, awakened and find consciousness to be a terrible curse, a mutation that never should have been. Uh, two druids once called the wood north of lonely wood their home only one resides there now loggers of lonely wood uh were attacked by a brown bear they killed it and it turned into a woman they buried her body probably burned her body right burned they burned her body and never spoke of it again a strange temple that only appears on the full moon uh, lies in the wood north of lonely wood an animal who waxes poetic speaks only an ambic par parameter. Oh, why hast thou awakened me to the frailty of my condition? Yeah, I could never do it too. Uh, I do have an awesome NPC, however, that I'm going to... Uh, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hey, two more to go. Um, what other secret? Ravison secret. So Ravison is one of a number of true 
children of Oral. Sephic is another. And uh, Ilda is a third. I think we determined that. Let's take a look at Ilda. I thought that was her. She's Her secret is she escaped the mark of sacrifice. One of the fun things is like Ilda doesn't know who she is. So I think we'll go with Ilda maybe a third. Uh, is that 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. One more secret. What other secret do we have, particularly regarding the Lonely Wood stuff? Um, oh, why? Um, Ravison seeks vengeance for that. Man, I can't spell worth a damn. It's for the murder of her sister and seeks to dis and, and follows desire to wipe sentience to wipe humanoids from the north and turn it into her frozen empire that's good enough so i think we're good there are there are there secrets and clues that's 10 right so i've already got as many as i need but i can put more are there secrets and clues that are going to lead into the chapter two that i need to drop in and I think the answer is no. Um, so fantastic locations. I don't really need to do anything here because we have the, uh, I guess I have the, the temple of the moon, uh, which is where the temple is. Um, and this I have for another group, but I, I have a, this temple. This was actually, I gave this as a base of operations to um, the, to my Wednesday group. I don't think I'm going to do the same for my Sunday group. So I'm not too worried about that. So I'm probably just going to use the external temple that exists in the chapter on Lonely Wood. Uh, my other group has kind of our home base. They, they created the, um, Bryn Shander community center. And so I think that's their home base. So I don't really need any other fantastic locations. Uh, I might, well, let's drop a monument. Monuments might be cool. It's always, I love monuments. Do I have, I guess I didn't put in that, uh, a link into the template. I probably should. Um, da, 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 Frost, I think I've got some Icewind Dale monuments. So what we're going to do, let's do something so that next time it works, which is I'm going to go edit the template. Treasure, I have relics and fantastic locations. We're going to have monuments. And we link that. And now, uh, let's see, we'll just copy that and move it to the other one so I have it, right? I'll show an example how that works. So now uh, every time I load up the template, I'll have this link to monuments. I can click it and it goes here and it gives me monuments of Icewind Dale. Where are those, you say? Those are right here. I'll link to them in the chat so you can see them. Monuments of Icewind Dale uh, is a random table that I put together that helps me, helps fire up my mind about kind of fun things they might find. So we have Obsidian Glyphed Ruins of the Arcane Brotherhood. That'd be kind of interesting. Uh, sure. Let's put that in there. Let's have that location. Poisonous decorated throne of the tribe of the boar. Necrotic buried gravestone of Oral. Both of those are cool. We'll take those. Frozen, frozen, frozen graveyard. Gravestone of Illithids. That's weird. Uh, ruined glowing altar. Uh, ruined glowing altar of the tribe of the wolf. Spiked ornate ship of the Netherese. Ooh, that sounds cool. Uh, I think these are good. So, uh, whoops, let's close that one. I don't need that anymore. And... I don't like that second one, but I like those two. So 
those are just like landmarks that I can use for background of a scene that there, there'd be like this old ruin and it has glyphs on it and they can look at the glyphs and they can be like, somebody etched these glyphs in here a while ago. And then uh, our friend, the uh, uh, the ghost, what's his name? Oh God, I'm so bad with names, man. The ghost dude, Janth. That's my problem. It's like, it's hard to hyperlink stuff when you don't remember them in the first place. Uh, Janth Alwar is an NPC. Ravison is there. Uh, white Moose. Do I have a thing? I don't have a White Moose page. Does the White Moose have a name? It really should. Let's find a name for the White Moose. How am I doing on time? I'm okay. Names. Give it a cool, dark name. Trond. Um, Kane, Kane, pretty cool. We'll go with Kane, the villain, an NPC. Kane the White Moose. Um, let's go find a cool picture of Kane. Lonely Wood, the White Moose. Du, du, du. There's a great gory picture of the White Moose. Yay! It's not too big. Uh, so Kane is the moose equivalent of Hannibal Lecter. Just loves to gore, disembowel, and decorate his woods with their innards, with the innards of uh, woodsmen, woods folk. Cool. <laughs> he finds killing people amusing. <laughs> I gotta write that down. Uh, that is actually perfect because I have another character maybe more important than Kane that we're going to create. And that NPC is Thumper. Thumper, create a new page, is a hare. Create a new record in the Frostmaiden database. Oh, come on, you can do it. There it is. Uh, and now we need a funny rabbit. I need a picture of a hair, I guess a hair, perfect. NPC villain, speaker for Kane. Loves to toy with Kane's victims before Kane murders them. Shit talking hair. Some quotes, I've never seen people like you with your stuff still on the inside. He going to love you, you probably not so much. Uh, he finds dressing the trees with your insides a moosing. Thump, thump, thump. I ran thump, Thumper for, <laughs> for my other group, and I think he might be my favorite NPC of all time. She's just, a, or she, she's a hare. She's like hanging out with the characters, and she just talks shit. She leads them into traps. And they finally went through the trouble of readying an action in the middle of a fight for her. So they were 
they were fighting. She led them into a a, 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 a trap with a bunch of wolves and the, they're fighting the wolves and the dire wolves. When the warlock would fire an Eldritch blast and miss, she, her head would come up above like the palisade of the temple and go, <laughs> and then go back down again, like the dog in uh, Duck Hunt. And finally, the guy, <laughs> the player got so pissed. He's like, I ready in action. I don't care. You guys can worry about the wolves. I ready in action. And when that, when that hare's head comes up over the palisade, I am smashing it in the face with an Eldritch Blast. And then somebody else rolled an attack and rolled a one. And he they went up he's like, hee hee. and he rolled and got a 20 and she just exploded. Great stuff. This, I'll tell you, that, that trick of having a caller, having a, a speaker for a villain works so well. Having these like annoying NPCs that are, you know, are like the, the henchmen of the villain and just talk about them, right? Is such a fun thing to do. Because it just, like, they're totally not a threat. Like, this is, you know, Thumper doesn't have a stat block. Thumper has an AC of 10 and one hit point, right? But, boy, like, they, they don't want to just kill it, right? But then as it talks more, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they'll do. It could be great, you know. It's really, it's a fun technique. I really, of all of those, like, WWE, uh, yeah, let's, let's find the link to that WWE article. Build villains like pro wrestlers, right? Great article, if I do say so myself. I, I think it's a great article because I stole it from Reddit, right? I, a guy on Reddit talked all about it, and I, I gave credit, of course. Um, but it's really a great, you know, really a great thing. And, like, we can do it for the wolf. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do some more for, um, uh, for the moose, right? What is the moose? So it's known as the white moose. Right? Nicknames. The White Moose. Moose Jaws. The Decorator. Any other nicknames? The Red... What? what? Antlers? Something... It's, it's like Death Antlers or... The Antlers of Lost Souls. The Gorflinger. <laughs> Red Snow, The Northern Threat, Bane of the Woods. I like Goreflinger. <laughs> Intestinator. <laughs> uh, about a hoof painter, cruel hoof. All right, I think we're good on nicknames. <laughs> so that, that technique like just works really well. Right. That, that idea of like having, and the, the collar just like really sets things up. It's just, it's, you know, the deers of Balor, Musasaurus, Bullwinkle. <laughs> uh, oh, so awesome. All right. Let's, we gotta, we gotta get back to business here. No more fun. No more fun with the white moose. Um, so the monsters, we have moose, uh, moose jaws. Hello kitty. Wolves, um, uh, and dire wolves. Uh, we have the frost druid. Uh, what other are there? Any other interesting monsters in here? Uh, I could have some specters and wraiths. I think having a uh, the former priestess, a, a fun encounter could be the former priestess. Uh, oh, banshee, right? Um, 
cat, you're you're gonna put stuff. You're gonna get sound in my mic. I'm rubbing on that. Rubbing something else. Um, I want to have a former priestess of the temple, uh, Arabella, moon dancer. That sounds good. We'll make a. I guess we'll. Um, can you just? I wish you could just do that and then turn it into a thing. I, I think you can, right? Turn page into, is that turn page? I don't know what this will do. I don't think that's going to do what I want it to do. New page, cross main database. Come on up here, kitty. Come on up. Come on up there. Come on. There you go. Come on. Oh, big yawn. Oh, look at that stretch. Come on. Get up there. There we got Arabella Moon Dancer. Um, and Arabella is a banshee. Yeah, kitty. Come here, you. Oh, say hello to everybody, kitty. Oh, hello. Yep, there you go. Go away. Uh, Arabella Moondancer is a banshee. She does not like how um, the temple has been um, uh, disrupted by Ravison, the Frost Druid, who has done terrible things here, terrible, committed terrible acts in the name of Oral. So there could be some vehicle for secrets and clues there uh i think that's pretty good treasure um a bow would be good well so except the character the player's not going to be here oh i know how about a sword a rapier would be good a rapier of the moon uh what spells have moon do moon things i want to do a moon or star things is there like moonbeam Moonbeam is probably really powerful, though. No, it's only second level. Silvery Beam, uh, I think that would be pretty cool. So we're going to do uh, Rapier, um, uh, Sliver of the Moon, a plus one Rapier that can cast Moonbeam once per day. That is a good one for Candle, who could probably use a plus one weapon. And Moonbeam, the fact that, you know, it takes an action to use Moonbeam uh, kind of limits its value. It is only a second level spell. I don't think it's too powerful. And it's pretty thematically cool. Uh, didn't catch your player's secrets, but won't Moonbeam be a potential issue? What would be a, what's the issue with Moonbeam and my character secrets? I don't think so. I think that should be fine. I don't have any lycanthropies or anything like that. Uh, we don't have a doppelganger. So no, no worries there. So I think that'd be a good one. Uh, we could drop a relic in here too. Let's go grab a relic. Uh, freezing bottle of the tribe of the tiger cast staggering smite. Mm, that's kind of cool. It's kind of a weird potion. Sure, why not? I tend not to give away potions. The shard of saloon. Yeah, except uh, it's illust uh, illustrious is the the goddess um how much magic loot is enough and when is it too much i like to think that one every character should get one meaningful magic item every tier and i'm going a little bit overboard by giving this out when they're still fourth level and he already has something a candle already has something but i think i don't think candle has anything really crazy good Right, Candle actually got screwed not screwed but like Candle traded a plus one weapon um, so Candle has plus one armor, which is nice, but it's like leather armor. It's not the best thing in the world. So Candle's got, is going to have some good stuff. 
Kendall's going to be a little OP. Kendall won't be getting anything for a while. Um, but I think it fits. I mean, nobody else. The, the, so, so Candle getting a plus one weapon seems to make sense because Candle is a big melee person, stabs all the time. And Perrin should get a plus one bow. And then Shadowhawk should probably get like a nice wand. And I think everybody will have a pretty good item. So I, I try to reward one. Each character should get one magic item every, not every level, uh, every tier. So first of four, by the time they've hit fifth level, each of them should have a nice, meaningful magic item. By the time they get to 10th, they should probably have a couple, right? Maybe more. Uh, so two or three. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, uh, right. Consumables are a great way to give a lot of treasure out that uh, doesn't overwhelm it. So I try to give one magic item out per session, recognizing that I have six characters. So it takes six sessions for everybody to get one. I sort of try to rotate through. That's, that's kind of how I do it. Um, but it's okay to let things go a little, you know, a little funny. And in fact, it might be fun. So some treasure that might be stored up. This I haven't done this in a while, um, which is let's roll on the actual treasure tables. So go here and we'll pick CR legendary. No uh, loot. So like this is a pretty good set right here, right? Like this is some good. Wow, that got all dorked. Turn all these into a list, right? Turn into bulleted list. So this could be the 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 main treasure that's inside the temple, right? That they locate. Uh, what does an elemental gem do? That sounds bad. It's uncommon. How is that an uncommon one? That's really powerful. I mean, it's a single use spell. I don't know what this ointment is. These are all uncommon items, so they're not, they're not, they're all uncommon. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a healing thing. That's good. Good stuff there. Push your greater healing. We know what that does. Let's look at the Wanda Secrets. This could be a fun thing. Wanda Secrets has three charges. It is an uncommon. While holding, you can spend a charge. Secret door trap within 30 feet of you. Regains 1d3 charges at dawn. Yeah, that's cool. That works. Hello, mom. Bye, mom. I, I, saw, I saw you there. I got conversations. Love you, mom. Thank you for coming. Everybody say hello to my mom. Everybody say goodbye. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, it might be fun that that is, um, that is owned by the wizard that is with him. He's like, hey, that's my wand. Sorry about the intestines, mom. Uh, we don't need that. We don't need that. So we got that going. So I think I'm all set. I got my treasure. I got monsters. I got NPCs. I got locations. I got secrets. I got scenes. I got a strong start. I've reviewed the characters. I feel confident in my game today. So I think we are all done. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out today to hang out with me while I prep my game. I hope you had a good time. Uh, thank you all in the chat for the great ideas. Thank you for all the awesome names of um, for, for the White Moose. That was great. And I will next week and next Sunday, we will see how things went. So thank you all very much. Have a great day and get out there and play some D&D. &D.